Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode of She's All Fat is brought to you by Fab Fit Fun. Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. The spring editor's box includes a free people eye mask and products from Kate Somerville. Getting my box in the mail was like when I order things on my Amazon wish list late at night in a fugue state, and then I'm completely surprised, but also very pleased when they arrive, but better. <laughs> I love this. Okay. The box is full of incredible goodies. My favorite products are the nautical tote bag from Summer and Rose and the Tarte eyeshadow palette with a bunch of beautiful, warm colors. I absolutely love the Briogeo hair mask and the Grace and Stella bath bombs. My week was luxurious AF. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code SAF so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Fatties, you deserve a treat, so treat yourself to FabFitFun. I only know what it's like to have so much ass. Like the most humble brag of all time. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. I just have so much ass. I'm Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat. The podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss fan fiction, body composition, and finally, Lizzie McGuire. April. Yes. What are you obsessed with this week? I think you know what I'm about to say, So It's Baychella. <laughs> Listen, first of all, first of all, what? message to every white person on the planet. <laughs> is it Beyonce? What? Is it Beyonce? N- it's no. Beyonce, is it not? <laughs> this is this is something that's very much thoroughly discussed on Black Twitter. What B E Y is pronounced B. Yeah, I mean, I say Beyonce, <laughs> exactly. But it's not if you have B E Y Cella, it's Bay Cella. B Cella. I promise. I'm sorry, but nobody has said B Cella. <laughs> it's B Cella. Okay. <laughs> Please don't. I'm sorry, do this. but it's another Yahoo. But I've heard people say bae. I know people are saying bae. I think literally, like, this is a divide. And frankly, I don't want to get the hive upset by even touching this. Okay. I just want to quickly just cover the fact that it is Beyonce, and I think it's B. Like, people say Queen B, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then they also say bae. But I think bae is incorrect. I think she doesn't identify with bae. So Beyonce ruined my life this weekend. Here's what happened. (laughs) So they announced that they were going to live stream Coachella on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, not here for Alt-J, not here for Fleet Foxes. Am here for Haim, but mostly I'm here for Beyonce. Mm -hmm. So planned my whole night accordingly, went home, drank water, literally stretched. (laughs) Because I already knew. It changed my life. It rocked my world. 
like tearing up all night, woke up covered in bruises from just like kicking, heavily twerking, stretching, like used every muscle in my body. She makes me feel so understood, so seen. She literally did such an ethnic ass performance. She sang Lift Every Voice and Sang, the National Black like anthem. Is that a church hymn? <laughs> it's I mean it's it's kind of hymny, but it's it's a national black anthem. Like why would why would they even <laughs> literally they cut to the audience and they looked confused and Beyonce doesn't give a fuck. And it just made me feel so happy, so joyful, so many unexpected. She did check up on it from the Pink Panther soundtrack. <laughs> like generous queen. <laughs> so did you generous. see that she that is this real? I saw a tweet going around where she changed her nails in the middle of the performance. Yes, I don't understand. How did she do that? How? It was black and then it was gold. How could she do this? How could she do this? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what kind of queen is this? She's literally sprinting up and down bleachers, singing at the top of her range for two hours. So she just, she made me so She's happy. three kids, right? Three children. Jeez. Just gave birth, like, and, and, you know, some people think, like, oh, you know, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce is a no, shaming thing. I'm like, number one, you don't. Number two, she has a whole team. But number three, just think aspirationally. Like, what if one day you could get so good at your craft that literally you just doing your talent made people overcome with tears? <laughs> like, that would make me so happy. It literally inspires me only. I'm I, like, yeah. I, my favorite clips were, number one, her dancing with her sister. I love how oh. her and Solange are, like, yes. so good sisters. Besties. I love it. Number two, just when Destiny's Child got to come back. Oh my god, yes. And Amazing. Michelle did not fall this time. <laughs> Jeez. Unlike at Super Bowl 2014, which she for sure did fall. And we're all trying our best. Jeez. <laughs> um, and number three, when she was like, thanks Coachella for letting me be the first black woman to headline. And then yeah. she was like, she said something She shady. said, ain't that bout a bitch. What does that mean? <laughs> it just means like, isn't that some bullshit? Oh. <laughs> just say the same thing. So it was so funny because she's like, I have to say thank you, but also like, let That's me do bullshit. such, it's such, so much bullshit and let me do such a black performance that it's like very clear how different this has been from everything else. So there's two clips I'm going to leave for y'all in the show notes. The first one, um, an Instagram account called Flaws of Couture pointed out that there was a part in the, again, two hour marathon Beyonce concert where she brought out two plus size dancers oh, and yeah. they did like, like sort of like Jamaican whining. And it was like, first of all, Beyonce has always had like a little bit of an issue when it comes to including like women of different sizes. Like she's been really good and through the years of being like, you know, these are dark skinned women and older women or whatever. But she, I've never seen her dance with like plus size people before. And especially for that um, type of dancing where it's like specifically a Caribbean inspired dance. I was like, yeah, bring the, bring the big guns in. <laughs> so That's I amazing. really appreciated that. Um, and then the other clip is the one that Soph sent to me that I freaked out about. <laughs> it's Rihanna front row at the yeah. Beyonce concert. <laughs> That's feminism in action. I love oh each my, other. That's shine theory right there. Thank you, Anna and Amina. Thank you you rihanna okay so i'm obsessed every single moment of my entire (laughs) existence is dedicated to beyonce what are you obsessed with okay as i mentioned before i doubt i deleted a bunch of apps from my phone and i made myself read so i read children of blood and bone by tomi adiemi i think is how you say your name it's like been top of the like new york times list everyone knows i love ya everyone knows i love magic everyone knows like (laughs) this is exactly my jam i don't think i've seen people describing it very well i saw people be like wakanda with magic or like Mm -hmm. black harry potter it's like no No, it's not not any of these things Mm -hmm. it's more honestly to me it was more a lighter in tone um garth nix novel did you ever read like the Mm -hmm. sabriel novels okay Mm -hmm. i loved Garth Nix's series called Sabriel is the first one. And then like Abhorson is another 
one and Lyrael. It's about like necromancer magic, basically, Whoa. with like bells and oh my stuff. Goodness. But this had like a very similar ending scene mm. actually to me but basically it's about this made-up country um she has a cl- like any classic fantasy book she has like a map of the other country with mm. all the areas in the front magicians or people who like had magic called magi they all have white hair okay. and they were and like it's all black people so it's maybe in africa but like also this is not really like mm. our world or whatever they like a generation ago were all killed by the king and like anyone left with white hair is descended from them but doesn't have magic anymore okay. and then something happens and the magic starts coming back mm-hmm. and this like commoner girl has to link up with a princess and try to save blah 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 oh my god and there's like romance and <laughs> fighting oh my god. and Wait, all sorts this. of stuff it's cool it's oh really my god. cool oh my god. and it's all about like respecting your past and like not hating those who are different than you it is like a little bit on the nose i see Mm -hmm. but i didn't mind it also she's 24 yeah like that's incredible i did not not in a like bad way no but in a like first book way yeah (laughs) yeah and there's like several others coming up because there there's like definitely stuff at the end that she leaves open for the next book okay cool which is good oh my god exciting and then i'm starting this book that we were sent to review called the summer of jordy perez i'm super excited to read it once you help me <laughs> get it on my phone i tried <laughs> to get it on my kindle you. app but i couldn't figure it out i'm dumb i'm gonna show you how i download all of my call me by your name fanfic. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and my uh, star wars fanfic to my phone if we say this i know we're gonna get a bunch of emails about it but we better say it you and i both like read a lot of fanfic a lot and i wrote a lot and I you i never find it. I never you won't any. find it. I want to read it. <laughs> I so wrote like bad. 40, 40 plus oh fanfics. <laughs> yeah. What's the what category? I did Lizzie McGuire. I did um, Gossip Girl. Oh I did god. Degrassi. Oh my god! Like one of my friends had a notebook where she like printed out her favorite fics and incredible. would like read them. Well, I'm getting a flashback. I think I did this. <laughs> oh my god, it's incredible. Oh so Nicole Cliff, who is a writer, um, used to write for the Toast. She did a thread this weekend where that we'll link in the show notes where she was just like reply with your like all time favorite fanfic and it just really threw me back a million come to mind and i wish i was far away from it from but i'm like the one i finished last night called sugar is incredible (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love fanfic i love people's creativity i love people's involvement in their fandom this is actually a hashtag sorry Lindsay. Mm. she gave me this book that she read she lent it to me to read called mrs mr darcy goes to pemberley or something Mm. like that just like a like essentially published fan fiction Mm. sequel to prime and prejudice and she was like it's so good she's written or she's read all the sequels to it mm-hmm. um i did see a lot of people in that thread recommending one <laughs> where apparently it's about one direction okay and harry styles wait i'm just gonna read i gotta read the tweet <laughs> i gotta read the tweet flesh mechanic the fic about justin timberlake being a serial killer has had a profound effect on my life oh my god <laughs> and apparently he's a cannibal in it dm me the thread <laughs> I need it. It's incredible. Oh my god! Wow, people are so creative. People are so funny and cool and weird. I love fanfic. Send us those fix. I'll read it completely, literally, <laughs> start to finish. All right. Okay. Let's move on to some shout outs. Great. We got our Apple Podcast review shout outs. Um, thank you all so much for writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. One day. One day. Sigh. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, number one, fat friend KC, um, Sarglava, Duff Ash, M underscore weight, J Klein, I think. 
Okay. Jake Klein. M-O-4-J-O. And <laughs> and why no knitter mom? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for writing these reviews. We appreciate you so much. You lift us up when we are down. And now we have our Patreon shout-outs. These are our cool-ass patrons. We got Scarlett Curtis, Randy Pace, Mia Fuhr, Julie Murphy, Noel Ramirez, and Melissa Cantania. Thank you all so, so much. Okay, moving on to some Correction Corner, News Corner, our corners. Our corner, corners. Our corners. Okay, so we're coming up to our flyover events. Just as a reminder, we're going to be in Iowa towards the end of this month. We're going to be doing a live podcast taping with Yvette Dion, who is the editor-in-chief now, I believe. Yes, absolutely. Head editor. I don't know what her title is. She's big deal over She's there. She's BFD over at love Bitch her. Media. We really love her. We're really, really excited to chat about stuff with her. We're also doing a um, podcast workshop for women and femmes and non-binary people, and it's going to be about how to start your own podcast. So we hope to see some of you there. Come hang out with us. We can take lots of Instagram story pics. And eat cheese. Bring your lactate pills. We're doing it. (laughs) Can't Um, wait. Cannot wait. Okay. Second item. Um, We wanted to make sure that, you know, just like you're supposed to give your children a lot of notice when something is coming up that might be harmful for them. But um, we want to let you know. (laughs) I'm being dramatic. We want to let you know that, um, yeah, we're about to come up to the end of season two in about a month. month and we're going to have a little summer break like a lot of podcasts do and during that summer break we're going to be preparing season three we want to use season three to do some more reported things and some more interviews about things that we don't necessarily have the intersections or identity to talk about um, we want to talk to some super fat people we want to talk to some genderqueer non-binary or trans people we want to talk to some masculine of sender people and we are also open to other ideas that you all have. So if there's topics or people that you want us to talk about or to, please send us an email, fyi at she'sallfatpod.com with suggestions for things that you would like us to talk about or people you want us to talk to. So over that break, if you are a patron, do not worry. You will still be getting all sorts of extra content. The Facebook group is going to continue to function. We're going to try to help people plan some meetups. We're going to have extra, extra audio every week. It's like two and a half months that we'll be on a break and we're going to have three extra, extra long episodes just for, (laughs) just for our Patreon members. You're going to want that sweet, sweet content. So um, I'd I'd strap in. (laughs) So don't worry, patrons. We'll still be sending you all the goods. And if that makes anyone else want to sign up, then you'll also have all the goods. Um, Also, I just want to say that all of you in the family, by the time you hear this episode, it's going to be two days after our very own April Cake Wheels birthday. (laughs) I was going to try to do a noise for you. Oh my God, please do one. You already did it. I want to hear your version. (laughs) It's so Blue's Clues. Whenever Sophie does sound effects, it's so Blue's Clues. I cannot believe it. I love it. My mouth's too round. Um, It's April's birthday. Please go onto her Instagram at AprilKQueo or on her Twitter at AprilKQueo. I made her change it cross-platform so it would be easier for people to find. Thank you. Um, And send her some birthday love. She's our little baby. She's only 25. 25 and having a full crisis. Send me your favorite memes as I work through my quarterly crisis. Who am I? What's happening? I was fired two weeks before my 25th birthday, so I also had a crisis then. (laughs) 
grid kind of just like spiral out. <laughs> so send me those memes. Uh, but now I'm 27 and everything's fine. Can't wait. We're I'm, so close to our 30s. I know. I can't wait, honestly. Very, very happy. I hope that um, the next year is so full of special essay of things. Oh. And so glad to have a special birthday girl as my business partner. I'm so happy to age with <laughs> friends like these and family oh, like this. Okay, next thing. Next thing. A lot of announcements this week. I'm on a panel tonight, this Thursday. Oh, yes. So Thursday is tonight. If you live in LA and you feel like crossing the 405. <laughs> if you're west, it'll be a piece if of If you're on the west side, it'll be super easy. Yeah. But, you know, I don't. I don't know who is, but <laughs> I <laughs> live in Culver City, so <laughs> I'm going to be on a panel with this group called Ladies Get Paid. It's about doing a side hustle, so it's going to. I'm going to be talking about how we created the business side of She's All Fat. You know, we'll do a link in the show notes and just come out if you feel like it, or like you know, check out my Insta story and follow Ladies Get Paid. One of our friends, Salwa, is. Uh, helping run stuff over there and she's really cool um again a quick shout out to our friend danny at i am danny adriana i think it's her instagram we'll put it in the show notes she is doing a course you can sign up for i think there's going to be another one soon called like how to be a good fat ally Mm -hmm. please sign up we highly recommend she's very knowledgeable honestly the hard part about this work is that it's just so much labor yeah so when someone's willing to like put in the work and do it in such a like sweet and approachable way that danny does like gotta support she's the nicest person a little update that made us really happy if you remember two weeks ago two couple weeks back, couple weeks ago yeah. we did a question from a teen hannah who was struggling with um wanting to be body posi but being on weight watchers and wondering if that was possible and she sent in a little update for us that and literally us. made me cry tore me apart and um, i don't i really don't cry i'm pretty much beyonce and the family make me <laughs> cry and like end of life and i sent it i saw the email and then i sent the clip in our group chat to april and maria and we just sent like all caps back and forth <laughs> <laughs> like, um so here is a little clip from that shortly after i sent that in i was listening to your older podcast and i was like screw weight watchers i'm quitting and so I did, and now I'm so happy because after listening to your podcast and listening to everything you said, I realized that my biggest fear was gaining weight and getting fat, and I realized that if that's my fear, then I I really shouldn't. I, I, I have to do something about that because that's a ridiculous fear. And you guys have helped me so much to learn how to love myself, and now I'm looking into health at every size, and I've never felt better. And so thank you for giving me that courage to quit Weight Watchers and quit diet culture and live my life because I'm a teen and I have so much love to give. And thank you so, so much. I love you guys both so much. I think that's the end of corrections and news. Now we're on a tip jar. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, we're giving a little shout out to our Patreon Facebook group. If you join our Patreon, a team Paisley, Moo Moo, or above, you are added to the Facebook group. Just to, to remind all of you out there, when you join... You get a screen. It takes you directly to the Facebook group if you click the link. Mm -hmm. If you don't get that screen or if you clicked out of it, forgot about it, that's fine. Just go to facebook.com slash group slash she's all fat pod. That's it. Just search for it. She's all fat pod. Mm -hmm. And you request to join it. Um, A lot of people sign up for Patreon with a different email than they do for Facebook. And so it doesn't like super work very well for me to just add people's emails. Mm -hmm. So just send us an email if you want to be in the group and you're at that level or go find the group and request it. Anyone at Team Paisley Moo Moon above is 
paying for the group. Yes. And you're going to so get in, there. in the group. Every Monday, newbies will Every Monday, I add entered. people. Yes. Okay, so this week, people are talking about pets and body shaming. All right. Um, and just, like, how when vets talk about, like, your cat's too fat mm-hmm. or something, like, how they deal with that. Yeah. And, like... What are you feeding this fat-ass cat? Yeah. <laughs> people are having, like... There's a zoologist in there having, like... Or, it's really interesting. <laughs> I love it. Really cool. Really cool. People are sharing their embroidery and shit. It's all my shit. It's my favorite shit. <laughs> love it. Okay, so... And then, just wanted to read this little um, quote somebody posted... Today, I listened to the latest up and got super teary when I heard Hannah's question about running a marathon and feeling alienated because her body doesn't look like some of the others. I feel you so hard on this, Hannah. It's real and you are not alone. I have a podcast called Not Your Average Runner that is dedicated to how to be a runner at any size or shape body, and I'm not quite sure how to share that with Hannah through this, (laughs) but I thought at least I could drop it here in case someone else is in the same situation. And we linked Not Your Average Runner in the last pod, and we're going to link it again in the show notes here. So... Hannah, get in the group too. Okay. And then we have two little audio tip jars from some listeners who had some exercise tips. So Maria, take it away. So a simple modification for classes to be more welcoming of bodies of all abilities is to focus on time sprints in your activities instead of rep counts. Most of the boot camps I've been in the past were very focused on number of reps. They'd say do 50 sit-ups, do 10 sprints across the basketball court, do five laps as fast as you can. And what that really ends up doing is it means that your fittest people finish first and stand around inactive and bored. And it means your less fit people are killing themselves, killing themselves to finish while everyone is staring at them and sometimes claps. So the modification for this is to, instead of saying do 10 sprints across the basketball court, just say, we're going to do two minutes of sprints. How many times can you get your body across that basketball field? And at the end of that, you know, X minutes, you ask everyone to quietly record their results in a journal. Later on, weeks, months later, your participants get to see how much they've improved. This just uh, creates a class atmosphere where all abilities are working as hard as they can and no one feels like they are left behind. Anyway, this is just my simple suggestion that could help improve cardio and especially boot camp classes so, so much that it might actually tempt me to go back to those classes if they were structured that way. Hi, Sophie and April. This is Hannah. I am a small fat who's been in eating disorder recovery for about three years now, but I recently joined a gym after taking a break from exercise for a couple years because I was a chronic over-exerciser. My tip is to bring a piece of tape with you to the gym. Um, I know there are some machines that make it to where you can basically go to a different screen and not have to view the calories burned, but there are some that don't. So I've discovered that you can take a piece of painter's tape with you and just tape right over the calories if you don't want to see that. If it's triggering for you or if you just literally don't want to see it, because I know I enjoy doing cardio, but I don't want to see that while I'm working out. Love you guys and all that you do. (laughs) Thanks. Perfection. All right. We should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Let's do it. The meat of it. This week on The Meat of It, we're talking about body composition. Um, And I want to shout out Tara Tara. Tara, at Kitchen Cat 22 iconic, for suggesting this episode. Um, great idea. 
We're doing it. Wow. <laughs> We're here. Um, so let's give a little intro for the peeps at home. This is a radio show. They can't see us. <laughs> they don't know about our boss. Okay. <laughs> Unless you checked out Instagram.com slash she's all fat pod and True. perhaps followed us. True. We'd love to get to 10K so we can swipe up and guess oh what will be on the other side? Lizzie McGuire episodes. <laughs> anyway. Oh, good. Maybe right. don't follow us. I don't want us to have that power. <laughs> I want it The badly. swipe up is just going to be me spamming my Glossier code. <laughs> give me the swipe up. I'm like, mm, my Postmates code. Um, all right. So. So I will go first. So let me describe my body to you. Great. <laughs> but I think it's important we do this so like people know the lens that we're viewing this conversation in by Should like we describe body. each other's bodies. Oh, okay. Is that you want to? Or worse? Okay. I I think let's try it as a okay. fun thought experiment. All right. So Sophie has a great bot. <laughs> she has like very delicate, beautiful little hands oh that I love to like look at and watch her hold stuff in because they're super small. They're small. Um, let's see. She has little, perfect little titties and she does not need a bra, which I envy. <laughs> I very much envy that she does not need a bra and rocks bralettes in a way that I never will be able to. Um, let's see, I'm like literally working my, my way down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a round little tum that she dresses real cute in all her perfect outfits. Real svelte legs. Svelte legs. <laughs> and then feet that look small but are, are bigger than you think. Uh-huh. Um, that's a vibe. Yeah. I would say I have um, a snowman body. Ooh. Sexy snowman? Yeah. With legs. I love that. That's my, like, gut. <laughs> so picture a sexy snowman um, in a denim jacket covered yeah. in pins <laughs> and then just, like, incredible hair. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Yeah. Okay. April's bod. April always has her hair done really cool. And then she has a very well-shaped head. <laughs> you do. Wait, I didn't even talk about your head. How <laughs> you is it well-shaped? Well, just like like when you wear your hair in the little braids, mm-hmm. then like you can tell the shape of your head is a good shape. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Just like not misshapen. Like symmetrical, would you say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Thank you. It's like a pleasing shape to me. Mm, all right. Um, I <laughs> I hate the term like tiger stripes or whatever for stretch marks but i april has like pretty like light white marks on her upper arms that i think are pretty um she has definitely bigger boobs than me and i'm jealous of them I've always wanted bigger boobs. I mean, well, one of them is bigger. <laughs> I wasn't going to say no, that. No, I, I want to be open with the family. They deserve this. My titties are very much not symmetrical. <laughs> I want you to know that if you're a person with breasts, guess what? None of them are the same. <laughs> I Mine happen to be very severe. I happen to have one B and one D. And you know what? I'm living my life. And if you think I'm not going to get one fake tit in 10 years, you better think again. So I guess you have one boob that's way bigger than mine. <laughs> Literally, yes. Um, April has um, really nice nails. Good nail beds. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank I think you. so. And um, like thick thighs, cute tum, but mostly a butt. <laughs> <laughs> like I am all about the front. I love this. You got the butt. I have so much booty, y'all. <laughs> she has so much butt <laughs> and so much upper thigh. Little tiny feet. They look small. They're a 10. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. And um, let's see. What else? I'm trying to think. Cankles. You have said that before, and then I've checked him out, and I don't think they're Check. cankles. I think they're cankles. They're a little, little boxy. I mean, honestly, you can have cankles. I have hobbit feet, is what Victor says. They're just like box feet. <laughs> okay, so let's let's describe ourselves in the terms that Cosmopolitan would use. Sure. So 
I think I'm pear shaped. Mm-hmm. I You're guess. You're pear shaped for okay. sure. I'm an apple. You're an apple. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do we have to be fruits? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I, I, it's not even accurate. It's like I'm an apple with a flat back. Like, I don't have a good body. <laughs> I feel I identify as a cello. A <laughs> to cello? be honest, I think I'm more cello than anything else. Dang. Yeah. I don't know what I am. Like, what are your insecurities about your body shape? <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no. Well, um, it's changed over the years. When I was younger, I was really insecure about my arms. I remember somebody saying when I was younger, like, make sure your arms don't get big and make sure you don't get stretch marks. And I was really? like, yeah, like as if you have control over that. But I'm like, well, <laughs> it didn't work out because I have a lot of stretch marks. I really used to be worried about them, and now I really don't even notice anymore. But that was oh. my biggest one. Yeah, um, I love your arms. I think you thank look you. strong. Oh. Uh, well, deceiving, <laughs> but thank you. But yeah, I like them now. Before I thought they looked like little thick ass baguettes, and I hated them. <laughs> um, and my other, the other one that I yeah struggle with is like my belly. Depends on the day. Some days I think it's cute. I mean, I think it's everyone's on their journey, and you know, the other. But yeah, other days I'm just like you're in the way, and I'm over mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so I feel yeah, my thighs. I like the way they look, but I don't like the logistics of having thick thighs because That's my pants so are funny. ripping open. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The way that my body weight is distributed, people actually not so much now because I think it's more clear that I'm just fat now, but when I was like a couple sizes smaller than when I was like a 16, 18, people would ask me if I was pregnant all the time. Oh my God. All the time. Because it just settles in my stomach. And I'd be like, I'm 17 and I'm just in this TJ Maxx with my mom. Can you please not? It's so horrible. Somebody did say last Mother's Day, someone did say Happy Mother's Day to me. Oh, me too. And I was like, I don't have any children. And they yeah. were like, oh. I was like, great. Someone said that to me in the movie theater. Horrible. And I was just like, no. no. We do not have it, like, children. ruined it. Yeah. I was like so mad. Victor and I were going to see a movie and he was like, shake it off. It's not. Just whatever. <laughs> like, ugh. Just awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are our, our those are our shapes, um, and those are our insecurities. I didn't say mine. Are, wait, you didn't say your insecurities. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are your insecurities? <laughs> um, I just yeah, I always wished that I had bigger boobs. Mm. Like it's funny because I know people with bigger boobs will always be like, "You don't want this." Yeah. But I always wanted bigger boobs. But like now, yeah, I like that I can just wear little bralettes and stuff all the time and they like don't bother me the way that like I know people with bigger boobs sometimes like don't like to exercise because it hurts or something. Flopping all around. I can't even imagine. But um, I do, sometimes I feel like quote unquote not proportional, but also the more that I get into like body positivity, the more that I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I like, like wearing different outlines. I used to always feel like I had to wear cinched in waist oh yeah flattering clothing flattering quote unquote because since i have a smaller top if Mm -hmm. i did like a big skirt it would make me look thinner a-line we're saying Mm -hmm. a-line and it would also like accentuate my small boobs Mm -hmm. like but now i wear a lot of like very loose flowy things Mm -hmm. or like you know whatever because i kind of don't care but yeah i always wanted bigger butt smaller belly and now i just kind of feel like whatever whatever yeah it is what it is yeah (laughs) Yeah. We're a, it is what it is family it is over here. Is. Some days we're like, some days we both look in the mirror and we're like, you know who's hot? Yeah. It's the ladies of She's All Fat. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we're like, fucking whatever. <laughs> just, I just call those, I just call those front facing camera moments. Oh my God. And it's I have just, so many. When you go to open your phone and accidentally open the front camera and you're just like, oh you're no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> you know what? It keeps me humble, to be honest. <laughs> it keeps me humble. Yeah. Because oh, I've also, seen some horrible things. My biggest insecurity is about my chin. 
Oh, yes. You told me about this. I, so I don't think I've talked about this on the pod, mm. but in seventh grade, an orthodontist told me that in addition to braces, he needed to break and reset my jaw in order to make me attractive. Which is bullshit. And my One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I was like, we are leaving. Yeah. And we like went somewhere else. I'm but glad I, she did that instead of being like, maybe it was a boy. Right. No, like, no, no. Horrible. She was like, fuck you. Yeah. But like, I still from then on was like, I didn't know I had to be insecure about my chin. Oh, God. It's horrible. <laughs> and then from then on, and then one guy in college one time drunkenly was like, you do have a big chin, huh? And I was like, Jeez. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Men, stop giving us new complexes. We have enough. But uh, those are my main things. But yeah, honestly, the like less that I care about fitting into different parameters, the more that I'm like, yeah, this is just the way I'm shaped and yeah. and. It's just the way I was sculpted. Yeah, that's that's your shape. Yeah. And what a freeing feeling that is to no longer be like... It's so nice. You don't have to... Because we always talk about this. Like, I really used to visualize the, like, thin, perfectly proportional me. Too. Me. me too. And I'm just like, oh, no, she doesn't... That bitch ain't real. The thing is, <laughs> even is when I was quote, thin, quote, mm-hmm. unquote, which was not thin... Like, but even when I was straight size, I still had, like, it was the same shape. Yeah, just, like, I had less. small boobs and yeah. still had a tongue. Mm-hmm. Just was, like... A little, a little minimized. Yeah, but not, you can't. It didn't all of a sudden make me, like, <laughs> a no. statue, you know? <laughs> it doesn't change it your doesn't, shape. No, the oblique machine at the gym does not Cannot give help. you a smaller. I know they told you that, but that's, not like, true. not true. Um, but I wanted to talk about this episode because we also had a, a Hannah a couple weeks back saying that she felt like she was treated differently than the other fat girls on her soccer team because they were more like quote-unquote thick meaning like more hourglass or pear or whatever shaped and she felt like because she didn't have that shape she was treated differently it's definitely real (laughs) like it's not a figment of your imagination or whatever it's definitely much like like even in the world of plus size fashion and in plus size bloggers and body positivity we're still mimicking those same like pressures from straight size world yeah. so it's still much like there's still very much a preference for okay well if you're fat can you still look like as close to betty boop as humanly possible yeah. <laughs> like if you're fat can you be ashley graham when i started thinking more about this episode i was excited to find that a lot of bloggers and plus-sized fashion people have thought about the same thing that we're about to think about so i wanted to read a little chunk from a writer named Charing Bell in Madame Noir wrote about this very phenomenon, specifically in plus-size fashion, about, like, the obvious preference for 
perfectly hourglass shaped people. Yeah. All right. What I do know is that the term plus size in fashion doesn't seek to counteract the idealized waif image by showing beauty in all shapes and sizes, but rather reinforces the notion that beauty has its limits. And more often than not, it tends to create new ways in which women and girls can learn to feel bad about themselves. And I'm not just talking about the girls and women who are built like bean poles. I'm also talking about women with less boob than behind or more stomach than ass. While seeing bigger women is an improvement and empowering in itself, if all we really are seeing is bigger versions of the same image we've been force-fed since we were kids, all we're really doing is trading in one oppression for another, yes. which I totally like related to this statement. I agree. <laughs> you would hope that we would be like different. It's just so odd like how slow progress is. It's like, okay, you have to be a size 2. Okay, you have to be a size 4. Okay, you can be a size 10, but it has to be in this exact formation. Yeah. It's frustrating and it's kind of like wouldn't you feel you would feel alienated from that if you don't fit that exact shape. One of these articles that I'll link in the show notes said that and it was from like 2015, but that like 8% of women are hourglass. So like what the fuck? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Sorry, like 100% of models are. Yeah. And by the way, like, they're not even really... I saw at some point some documentary where all these plus-size models were saying that they, like, would wear Spanx to keep in their gut because they're supposed to have the perfect... And, like, like, butt pads or whatever. Yeah, butt pads because they're supposed to be, like, flat stomach yet fat ass. I'm like, I don't know how you can have one without the other. Because it's just zoomed out Bratz doll. It's just, like, like, plus-size models are just supposed to be zoomed out thin models, you know? Like, they just clicked that expanding arrow. Jeez. Which is not how bodies work, which no. is why, like, if you just ha- expand out straight size clothes, they don't fit fat people right because that's not bodies don't gain weight. Just like you don't just become slightly bigger. Doesn't work that way. It does not work that Once way. Once again, my boobs would be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. We also wanted to talk about Nicolette Mason discussed just this in Glamour magazine. Okay. If y'all don't know, she is an incredible blogger and one of the people behind Prem, which we stand for. Um, and we'll link in the show notes. She describes herself as a strawberry in this article. I love that. <laughs> and discusses like specifically in the plus size blogger world what it's like to kind of feel erased because your body is not represented. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that makes me hopeful about the future is that visibility seems like maybe it's shifting in a different direction. Because Nicolette is like, when I think of top plus size bloggers, she comes to mind immediately. Totally. And she's not hourglass. No. And like, she's there. I see her. She's visible. I also wanted to talk about Janet Mock, who is a writer that I stand for. Obviously, she's incredible. And I think she's friends with Beyonce. (laughs) Just putting that out there. She's friends with a lot of people. Very cool. So Janet Mock talks about like her pretty privilege and that she's a trans writer and, you know, been visible. And like, she's gorgeous and has received a lot of obvious like privilege and have had different opportunities because of that. I will read this excerpt from this article. Here's the math. If I did not look the way I do, then I would not be on TV or on two book covers. I would not have a beauty column or an Instagram and more, with more than 100,000 followers. This does not mean that I have not put in work and effort and done my job well, but my beauty is not something that I earned. I did not work for it, yet it has opened doors for me, allowing me to be seen and heard. And for me to pretend that it does not exist denies the ways in which being perceived as pretty has contributed to my success and made the road a bit smoother. Yeah. What this immediately reminded me of is like I have seen plus size bloggers get called out for like basically having more access to opportunities for being like 
ex- like acceptable looking, meaning yeah. like being a 14 and being hourglass and stuff. And sometimes they get really defensive and oh, they're like, totally. I work really hard. I'm doing my very best. And it kind of, it, it reminds me of this. Cause I'm like, yeah, we know you're working hard, but also like you're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah. pretty. And people want to put you in glamor magazine because yeah. you're pretty like Ashley Graham. Hi, you're yes. gorgeous. Yes. And that's why. And I don't think that should diminish anything that you're doing. Cause we know this work is difficult, well, but also, yeah. I mean, that's always the response to any kind of privilege accusation. That's a lot of response to like white privilege accusation Absolutely. as well as like, well, I had it hard. Like I worked yeah. hard. It's like, okay, that doesn't mean anything other than that. This is, this is one obstacle or block. I almost said blockstacle. <laughs> <laughs> this is one blockstacle that was not in your way. That's all it's saying. I do think it's interesting in that like communities like these where it's like we're bonded together by our marginalization. So I think because people are like, no, I am marginalized in one way. Like if you're a size 14, you know, you have it easier, but you're not a thin girl that I think people are like, what do you mean privilege? And I'm like, I think this is an opportunity to have like a greater discussion about like, okay, how do you recognize your privilege without like dismissing the parts of your life that are more difficult because of your identity, basically. To be clear, in this context, we're not saying like we think these people are pretty and then other people are not. We're talking about this in terms of like what society privileges because, you know, all bodies, all faces, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. cetera. But also like, yeah, we all know, you know, we know the way what the ideal is. Yeah, we know what the ideal is. We know how people treat us. It's like cool to finally feel like I'm in this space where I'm just like, I don't care. I like myself. But some of that is, you know, like I like skincare. Why do I like skincare? I like being able to like make my face look more the way I want it to look. Why do I want it to look a certain way? Definitely defined by cultural norms. It's like all, you know, caught up in that. Like it's hard to navigate. Like, I don't think that being body positive necessarily means totally divesting from them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you still live in the world. You still live in the world. Yeah. It's just that it's like, it's hard because we we do all still live in it. So question I have for you as we think about this further, how do you think you're received in the world because of your bod shape, the shape of that bod? I mean, as we discussed at the top, I get asked if I'm pregnant all the time. And it's annoying because... I'm no longer afraid of being fat or seen as fat. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be seen as pregnant. No. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I look pregnant. Like, oh, I have a food baby. And what they really mean is like, I feel fat. I look Mm -hmm. fat. It's not that because I'm not (laughs) ashamed of being fat anymore. It's like, I'm not pregnant though. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a mischaracterization thing. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, totally. I don't like it. And I don't like the way a lot of times when people think that I'm pregnant, they feel like they have permission to touch my stomach. Oh, geez. A lot of people try to touch my stomach. I don't like it. That's awful. Don't want that. Strangers, don't touch people. Keep your hands to yourself. Honestly, especially if I had a baby in there, I'd be Mm -hmm. like, get the fuck away from me. I'm super hot. I'm making a person. (laughs) Please don't touch me. Yeah. So I don't like that because it makes me, like, for a while it made me be like, no, I'm not. Like, it made me feel like I had to dress in a way that showed I wasn't pregnant Mm, somehow. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like being misunderstood. Yeah. What you're saying, people make assumptions because of the shape of my body about who I am. Mm -hmm. So like people will assume that I'm like sassy. (laughs) I'm reminded of when we were in New York, that man called you, Hey fat little mama. Fat little mama. I get, yeah, I get street harassed a lot. People really feel very comfortable making comments about my butt. (laughs) Like when I did not ask for them, men really will comment on my ass like every day. (laughs) I'm like, leave me alone. So you're like over-sexualized before I over-sexualized. I feel very desexualized. I also feel like a lot of times I had friends in high school and college that were male that would treat me like more like a mom figure. Mm. Like I feel like I have kind of a mother hen body. Same. 
And I felt, yeah, very desexualized because of it. But so wrapping things up, the things that make me happy are when visibility is clearly like shifting kind of the needle to a better direction. So there's two things that made me excited when I started thinking more about how this is so fucked up. The first is, um, so our friend of the pod, Gabby of Gabby Fresh, recently did an open call for her swim line for models, which is super cool because like she's always talking about how she gets DMs every single day that's like, please let me wear your clothes. Oh my God. <laughs> and so she did open call and she cast purposely cast models that were not hourglass. Some that were and some that weren't and some that had different abilities and some that were bold and some that were dark skinned and some that were super short. And I I find that really exciting because especially with somebody like Gabby, like everybody's looking at her and to use your platform to specifically be like, hey, when plus size fashion is focused on hourglass shaped people, it erases people like and I want to undo that. That to me is really cool and important. And I think there's going to be more and more of that. Also, our our obvious uh, sponsor, Tomboy Eggs, does a good job of this on their Instagram. They're always showing people who like, you know freaking have a gut <laughs> and i'm like show it because yes. it's just like you shouldn't feel erased even in this space she's louise especially because the more you see bodies that you don't think like fit the norm looking happy and just calm and healthy about themselves then the more they become normalized you absolutely. know absolutely i also do want to note that like our discussion of this is very rooted in our own bodies which are absolutely. both like cis female bodies um and both like outwardly able and like this discussion would be very very different if one of us was non-binary or trans trans or uh, masculine of center or like if we had more visible disabilities or something. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why we're so excited to get into talking to different people with different experiences next season because we're only experts in ourselves. Yeah. I only know what it's like to have so much ass. <laughs> Like so. the most humble brag of all time. <laughs> like I'm so sorry. I just have so much ass, and it's just like it is noticeable. <laughs> my and ass just, is like, a burden, is what I'm oh saying. God, happy birthday to you and your ass. Um, so to wrap things up, um, <laughs> the the writer, the militant baker who has a dope blog and a, a couple of cool books, um, wrote about this on her blog, and I wanted to read a little a little positive excerpt from that. Cool. How do we assist in this forward-thinking cultural change? We support companies that are doing this already, companies like Curvy Girl, who's using unconventional bodies to model their lingerie, Redress, whose lookbook for the fall is radical because while it's fashion-focused, it deviates from both the preferred silhouette and the reinforcement that we must dress ultra-feminine to be sexy. We can support Louise from Body Exchange, who is creating an exercise video for all plus athletes. We can promote projects that showcase all bodies. I know it was Leora and I's project, but I love the diversity of expose and we can flood the internet with images of ourselves in all of our diverse glory i can only take selfies of me and i'm counting on you to do the same cool hard agree take those selfies we both work in media so that's like our main thing that we talk about but like it meant so much to me when i would read in you know like i'm always talking about my tamara pierce books like when when tris i think has like um, insecurities about her stomach or about like how her eyes are really like oh, she has to have glasses and I was always like I need glasses and I have a tummy mm-hmm. and like oh, she's powerful or whatever Aww. I wish there were like more characters with more body shape diversity because I truly do think that simple representation goes a long way towards fighting this absolutely especially when there's so many active forces like trying to erase anybody's body diversity yeah. if you're like a teen and you saw that someone had your same shape and it was fine you might feel fine yeah <laughs> which is like all we can hope for yeah um so i would say keep taking those selfies keep making that media if you make media 
um, and keep supporting people who are passionate about body diversity. Yes. That's where that's where we're at. So that's the meat of it for this week. We've solved the problem of body composition and body composition diversity. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Today's episode is sponsored by Tomboy X. It's time to step up your undies game, so do it with Tomboy X. They offer tons of different options in sizes extra small to 4X, and they carry loungewear, activewear, and underwear. From bikinis to briefs to boxer briefs to trunks and boy shorts, Tomboy X has got you covered. Their activewear line is made from eco-friendly fabrics that are quick dry and moisture wicking, making their products ideal for swimming, working out, adventuring, or all three. I was rocking my iconic briefs and essential soft bra while live streaming Beachella last weekend, and not only did they support me while I twerked for two hours straight, but I felt cute as hell while I was doing it. Beachella. Go wow. to <laughs> Go to tomboyx.com slash SAF15 and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. She's All Fat listeners get an extra 15% off with code SAF15. Again, code SAF15 for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to tomboyx.com slash SAF15. And now it's time for Ask a Fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at fyi at cheeseoffatpod.com, and we might answer your question right here on the show. So this week, we have a special Ask a Fatty from Hannah. Hi, April and Sophie. This is Hannah. Um, I have two questions for you guys. Uh, First of all, I love your podcast. Thank you so much for all the work you do. I love listening to it every week, and I wanted to ask you guys what your favorite podcasts are. I'm looking for some new recommendations. And my second question is for April, uh, because I feel like she really wants to talk about Lizzie McGuire, so I just want to open up the floor for you. And uh, I'm wondering why... You love it so much, and if you still rewatch it now that you're an adult. Okay, thanks. Okay, P.S., I just re-listened to that, and it sounded super condescending about Lizzie McGuire, so didn't mean it that way. April, you're awesome. I want you to talk about why Lizzie McGuire is awesome. Thanks. Okay, so let's <laughs> start <laughs> at the beginning. We'll name our favorite podcast, then we'll get into it. Okay, you start. Okay, I do listen to My Favorite Murder. It's my problematic fave. Mm-hmm. I listen to This American Life. I listen to Radio Lab. I listen to all the basics. I listen to Reply All. I love Nancy. I love our friends over at Nancy. Obsessed. Did you listen to the season three premiere? No, I'm saving so it. Good. I'm saving it for a reward for when I finish writing this article. Oh my God, you're going to love it. <laughs> okay. um, shout out to Tobin. We love you. And to Kathy, we love you too. My favorite um, one that I keep trying to get everyone to listen to is called Uncivil. It's about the Civil War, repercussions from the Civil War. It's very interesting. And obviously... Are like pod moms over at Call Your Girlfriend. Yes. Obsessed with y'all Obsessed forever. Obsessed with them. Um, the Read. Like, literally, The Read is just, it's okay, you can ask for me. I don't understand half the shit they talk about. Amazing. <laughs> but I still listen, and then I, and then sometimes in the car I'll be like, ha <laughs> You're like, Tyree, you tripping. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Sometimes I do have to skip it because I have no idea what they're talking about. This is incredible. But um, I love them. What are yours? 
Mine are, yes, Stan CYG, listen from the very beginning, love The Read. Um, the Read is the one podcast that I will re-listen to later in the week. Because really? I like, want to make sure I didn't miss like a single joke or oh like God. a single update about like Kyla Pratt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta have it. Okay, I have my phone out to just look yeah, at all the ones I'm obsessed with. Okay, like Keep It, Ira Madison's new podcast. Love Never Before with Janet Mock. I'm like waiting oh, yes. for that to come back. Really obsessed with that. Still processing is the one that I like will save to like reward myself for doing something and that always feels like a good like brain workout sometimes mm-hmm. I leave an episode of still processing like thinking totally different about something really? that I didn't before yeah um love the stoop that's a newer pod love who weekly they love the same trash that I love yeah <laughs> so like, obsessed with those I also like Gabby Dunn's bad with money mm-hmm. I think she talks a lot about different ways of approaching money and like gets into the feelings people have about money. And I really appreciate that. We got to shout out our friend Joanna's podcast, Friday Night In. Friday Night. Love them. Um, we got to shout out Food Psych. Love Food Psych. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just about to start Jonathan from Queer Eyes podcast, Getting oh Curious. We love podcasts if you can't which was why honestly i in retrospect i feel a little ridiculous that it took us like two years of being friends to realize we should do a podcast because we're always talking we both love podcasts make a podcast yeah (laughs) i think people are doing a lot of really creative unique inventive stuff in the space since it seems kind of all new i'm very much into it i think and talk and write and talk on the podcast about body pause stuff mm-hmm. all the time. So I tend to not listen to too much body pause stuff, mm-hmm. except for like when I'm thinking about writing the show, just because it's like, I got to think about other stuff sometimes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but great. we have on the website, on our resources page, we have a list of other podcasts that are like body positive kind of podcasts that, that you could check out. And now to the question of the hour. Um, Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to talk about Lizzie McGuire. This episode should just be called, like, April Stands Her Favorite Stuff. I just want to (laughs) also say that we got another question where they were like, "Um, this question is to appease April. Because... Maria, please pull the clip of the person saying, appease (laughs) April. I have a couple of questions for you. Um, The first one is to appease April primarily. We have to cut this one right here, but don't worry, Hannah. We'll get to your question in another episode. Everyone heard you loud and clear. So I just need one minute to just okay. get this off my chest. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Lizzie McGuire meant the world to me as a child and still does. Lizzie McGuire, like I was saying in I'm Obsessed, was the first show that I wrote fan fiction about. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, I think my connection was just like... I, she was a kid trying to figure it out. She had a weird sense of fashion similar to me. I wore a lot of, like, weird stuff trying to figure it out. And I also just love that the show wasn't afraid to be like, yeah, she's a shitty little kid. Like, Lizzie was, like, super <laughs> selfish. A yeah. Like, a brat was, like, obsessed with being popular, would, like, drop Miranda at the drop of a hat. And I just feel like it was, like, one of the more, not realistic, but one of the more relatable depictions of being, like, 12 and being, like, okay, I'm awkward. I want to be the most popular girl in the school, even though she's, like, a bitch. Um, I have this best friend. He looks weird. I think he loves me, maybe. Like, just kind of, like, figuring it out. I felt like Lizzie and I were growing up together. Oh my, God. my favorite is Dear Lizzie, which I mentioned, and this is why people are sending us this question. Dear Lizzie is Gordo, or Lizzie gets an advice column, and then Gordo writes in, and he's like, I have advice. I'm in love with a girl. How should I tell her? <laughs> 
it's like, it's Lizzie. Um, I just love Lizzie. It just like reminds me of being 12 and like it's it's I think it holds up. It's fun. Hillary Duff is the actress of our generation. Oh my god. Do I rewatch? Absolutely. It's all on YouTube. I just love 2003 television and I never will stop. Um, thank you so much for asking this. And this is the greatest birthday gift I will receive. Thank you again. And now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment that is for Sophie to ask me questions about blackness and for me to ask her questions about whiteness, and that's it. So please don't send in <laughs> questions for this segment because that's not how that works. <laughs> uh, we'll find the answers to our burning questions like, did Beyonce really call Post Malone an intermission? Oh my God. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> that's so rude. Or, I'm sorry, Jamie Lynn Spears named her baby What? <laughs> Um, What's your question? I'm so much calmer this week. Because it's not not your turn. (laughs) All right. So this question um, I've had brewing for a while because we talk a lot about like your responsibility to confront the people in your life to have like opinions and actions that are harmful to others. But my question is like, what is it like to have a conversation with someone you love who's like a Trump supporter? Because the thing is at the end of the day, I can be like, talk to your racist dad or whatever, but I don't know any Trump supporters. And I've never really been in the situation where I'm like, I love you, but we differ on this and it's super important to me. So I wonder like, it's something that like marginalized people demand of people with more privilege all the time but i don't really know what it would feel like so like what does it feel like i mean this is a hard question for me because i don't have any trump supporter family or friends uh i know a lot of people who have trump supporter parents or grandparents or something and they'd like talk a lot about how much they hate it but then ultimately they're like and i just don't say anything about it at home and i like was very angry about this after the election and was like you're fucking up yeah. like you need to go home and do this and i got in a fight with a friend about it who was like you don't understand what it's like like i already have a strained relationship and mm-hmm. blah 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 and i was like yeah that really sucks i don't know what i would do no either <laughs> because like you know i yeah I, I just don't know like what i would do if somebody that i loved who was close mm-hmm. to me had such an abhorrent view to me you know what I mean? Yeah. I did. We did have this one situation um, last year where uh, this family that we have been like fr- family friends with, like to the point of like we used to spend the holidays with them, mm-hmm. and we knew that they were Republicans, and um, we like just went out to go see them, and then got in a big fight. I got in a big fight with them because like the husband kept who by the way like went back to co- to school to get a degree to be a climate change denier Jeez. um i mean i guess appreciate your commitment i, I guess know. whatever <laughs> like he insisted that um people who were protesting uh this author coming to campus were like against free speech and like kids these days on college campuses are coddled and liberals and free speech and blah and i was like you just don't know what you're talking about like i was just in college it's actually not a hugely <laughs> liberal space no, just because a all. lot of young people have more radical politics that doesn't like all my professors are like shut up kids like mm-hmm. blah blah you know what i mean like it's not that way at all and like this author was the one who wrote he wrote like a new book in 2016 or 17 about the election and and then his previous book was the bell curve which mm-hmm. is literally about how black people are less smart than white people yeah <laughs> and yep. like and then and he was like well actually there's some good sociological points in it and i was like great so you're just a racist Jeez. like and we got in this big fight and it was like 
I had never really pushed back on things before with them because like I knew that they thought differently than me. I knew that they have a different religion than mm-hmm. I do. And I knew that they're, I thought he was kind of an asshole yeah. and I knew that they're like, you know, wouldn't be much space to go. And in fact, there was not. Mm-hmm. And so then we left, I burst into tears in the car yeah. and I like apologized to my mom. Cause I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know my mom would never <laughs> really do that. Mm-hmm. Like she would just be very polite. And she was like, I'm proud of you for speaking up and like, blah, 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 whatever. And then we just like, haven't seen them since then. Mm-hmm. And I felt really sad about it because like they were our close friends, but also I was like, I'm not sorry that I said something. Yeah. Like I was very upset about it for a while. I was like frustrated that they didn't listen. I was frustrated that he felt that way. I was frustrated that this conversation went so badly. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated that it ended like that. And then later on there was like no reach out except for like, oh, well, hope we can get past our differences or something. I'm like, that's bullshit. But then like, we just haven't seen them. So I do not know what that would be like to have to think about having that conversation with your parents or your grandparents or your aunts and uncles or something. Mm -hmm. I I think probably if it was the choice between arguing with my mom about Trump and never seeing her again, I would probably just not talk about it. It's my mom. I understand. It's hard because it's like, we have these conversations on social media about how like I'm most people are tired of hearing about the red state perspective on what happened or whatever, like an overly sympathetic perspective. And I'm like, I I don't need that. But I also would like to hear like on a personal level, like you really stopped talking to your mom. (laughs) Like you really excommunicated yourself from your family. I mean, I think it's the right thing to do, but it sounds hard and I'm not in that position. Exactly. So like, I don't know what that's like, but I'm curious. (laughs) My parents are both very liberal, but I think like if I were in that situation, I would hope that I would try to make clear that I strongly disagreed, why I strongly disagreed, and that it did make me think less of them mm-hmm. and like leave it open for discussion yeah. and hope that that kind of pressure or like kind of undercurrent, constant undercurrent of like, I wish you were not doing this mm-hmm. would eventually lead to some sort of conversation or like at the very least, like I think people consider what they're doing or rethink what they're doing if they think their loved ones like think badly of them for yeah, it. Like, I mean, shaming them into being yeah. better people. So I'm like, just yeah. express that even if you weren't going to be like, I'm never talking to you again. Yeah. Because, like, I think that's a big ask. I think you know? that, too. But I'm curious. I mean, yeah, again, like, when it comes to racism, the racism is for sure, like, the most important thing. Yeah. But I really am curious about, like, if you've had these conversations, whether it's been about race or it's been about body positivity stuff, and you've kind of drawn a hard line, like, on the interpersonal level, what does that look like? We've had a couple people talk about it. I do think, like, it is a little different with, like, Trump stuff than it is. Because body positivity stuff, most of the time you can center in yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know? You can be like, you're hurting me. Totally. As opposed to just being like, I think you're wrong, ideologically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the answer is, like, I do talk to my family and friends about the things that I find problematic. I think I have lost friends because of it, because people start to think of me as, like, you know, justice harpy. Yeah. I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> Let us know what what y'all's experiences have been. Seems hard. Seems very hard. See, it's one of those things that's like, I don't think I'll ever experience that, but I want to know what it's like. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying sorry? I don't know. Cause I'm just always like, sorry, 53% of us did that. I mean, listen, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I saw that like 87% of Republicans still say they support him. So, you know, Great. 
Hashtag cool. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions by email or voice recording to FYI at she's Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about Hillary Duff just for our <laughs> Patreon supporters. <laughs> our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wortel. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh my goodness. Which are you? Are you a Zelda or are you a Hilda? I'm the cat. You're the cat. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. That's Um, true. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.